Welcome to Healing After Baby Loss, the podcast I wish I had eight years ago when my beautiful daughter, Harper Grace, was born still. I have spent the last eight years devoted to healing, and these are the 15 things I wish I had a playbook for. My hope is that you take what serves you and leave what doesn't, but that in these words, as I share our story, you can find hope and healing and know that our nonprofit, stillmama.org, is here for you. I am your host, Doreen Korba, and this is our journey. Hello, welcome back to another week. I know it is not holiday time, or at least Christmas time for us, which was always the hardest, but I want to record this about the holidays and the year of firsts and the year of seconds and thirds and fourths and so on, (laughs) because it is hard. It is hard and we need to give you as much time as possible. So holidays tend to be the time, especially with a baby, when you were looking forward to, I know I was, her first Thanksgiving, her first Christmas, her first birthday, her first Valentine's Day. I mean, all of the things, um, her first Easter for us as Catholics, like we were just looking forward to all of the firsts as anyone would with a new baby. Only my baby died and so did yours. So we don't get those firsts. So when the holidays come around, I call it the year of firsts. The year of firsts, I think, are just brutal. They were brutal for me, and I wish they weren't, but they were. Because I just, it was twofold. I just didn't know what to expect from myself. I didn't know what I wanted, right? Like I didn't know if I wanted to celebrate Thanksgiving and be around family or if I wanted to pretend like the holiday never happened. I didn't know if I want to do all the, you know, Christmas traditions or if I wanted to just skip the whole thing. And the thing was is I had a three and a half year old, so I couldn't skip it. I mean, I certainly could have. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. That wasn't fair to him. And and truly I wanted to just be well enough mentally and emotionally to experience those beautiful memories with him. So when you listen to this, I want you to know that if you don't have any babies, right? And if you don't have other children and you can skip holidays and you want to skip them, there are no rules when it comes to what you need for grief. I did skip some things. I still skip some things, to be honest. And that is just what we need to do. So do whatever you need to do around holidays. Give yourself extra time around holidays too for your emotions. And I always like to give myself outs. (laughs) So drive, drive my own car have my own, um, you know, way to get out of a situation that wasn't serving me and didn't feel good. I gave myself, especially those first few years, and this wasn't easy because it upset other people, I'm sure. But when it came to what I needed, I had to do whatever I needed to do. And that 
for me meant always having an out or a way to literally get out of the situation. If I was at a baby shower, get in the car and leave if it was too much. If I was visiting family, you know, having an opportunity to have some time for myself or just not go. And I know it, I, I know that that upset people. I know sometimes it upset my husband that I couldn't be at all of the things and do all of the things. Even today, I'm probably, <laughs> I do it today more than ever because I, my grief has taught me so much about life. And if it's a not a hell yes, it's a no for me. And I say no, like a lot. And um, I say yes a lot too, when I really mean it, but I say no a lot and it doesn't matter to who it's to. Um, If it's not in the best interest of our family, which means my mental state, my mental health, my husband's mental state, his mental health for the kids, then it, then it's a no. So the year of first, I really did give myself permission to, and and everyone was very understanding the first year. They were very understanding. Sometimes they missed us. Sometimes they wish we could have been there, but they understood. But come the second and third year and fourth year, as I am still moving forward without a child, I am still missing first day of preschool, first day of first grade, first day of second grade for, you know, all of the firsts, right? Um, first Holy Communion, her baptism, all of the things everyone else's life has gone on, but mine is still missing someone, right? And this is where I feel like the loneliness of grief really sets in, especially as a mama, because mamas don't forget. Mamas are never going to forget. They are always going to remember the dates and the times and the things that they're missing. And I think for others, you know, extended family and friends, it's easy to like, they're not missing anything, right? Like they're, they're him hoeing along with their life. And I think that that can, it can be really hard. It really can be. And I just want to honor that. Like, I just want to call that out and say, like, if it is hard for you, if you're on your 16th Christmas or holiday or anniversary, and it's still hard it is okay. It's still going to be hard for me. It's still going to be hard for me too, because there's certain parts of grief that you don't want to let go, right? Like it's just love. It's just love. So the year first, I hope you give yourself a complete pass for anything that you can say no to. And sometimes I said yes, And then at the last minute, I said, no, sometimes I said yes. And it should have been a no. And I stayed it out. It's like, it's such a giant experiment on what you need. But once I got through the first year, I kind of knew what to expect from myself for the second year. So in a way, it's not so much that the grief got easier. It's that it wasn't compounded by like not knowing what to expect from myself. So I knew I'm really going to miss her the second Christmas. I am you know, not fit to be around, around her birthday. I, you know, and then, and, and I also knew how to then build in extra support around those times. So did we need to go away as a family? Do we need to, I call them do a family escape where we just escape the house and we go and have an adventure. And I still will do whatever is necessary no matter how much time it takes or money it costs or whatever, I'm very much so, and I've always been this way, uh, very much so willing to just do whatever needs to get done for our family. 
But now that we're on year eight, there are still things that are really hard that are no longer hard for other people that may have had the chance to love her, like even family and, and friends, but they're still really hard for us. And, or I should say me. And this is when I realized that this journey is mine and mine alone. And that connecting with other angel moms is imperative and creating a community where you can be seen and heard and understood like on this podcast. This is why I created it is to talk about these things that unless you're living it, unless you're the mama without the baby, right? Unless you're the the mother without the child, that everyone else's life does go on. Life does move forward. But for us, life doesn't go on. It just moves forward. There's a difference. It's a huge difference because it moves forward with, with a different, um, with a different light. And it moves forward knowing that there's always going to be an empty seat at the table. For example, we just celebrated Father's Day and there's always an empty seat at our table. Always. And the kids are so sweet. They're like, well, if Harper was here, she would sit right there, right? Like they're so black and white and they're so sweet. And also it's so sad, but it isn't sad to the point where Mike was crying and unable to enjoy the day for Mother's Day. Absolutely. I was a mess because it was the day before her birthday. Um, So Mother's Day is a little different for me because it's so um, it's always so close to Harper's birthday that it's just it's just one of those that we don't really celebrate. And, um, but for Father's Day, we went out, we had a really nice brunch. We were able to enjoy it. We talked about Harper a little bit. I checked in with Mike to make sure he was doing fine and he was, and, and then the next day passes. So I also want to add that the anticipation of the thing is often harder than the thing itself. So we, and this is normal human design, right? Like we anticipate something being really hard. So all of the days or weeks or even months leading up to the thing is really hard. It's actually harder than the day itself. So taking it one day at a time. And one thing I like to remind myself of is I will survive this day. This day will come and go. The sun will go down at night and and the sun will come up the next morning and it will be a new day and I will have gotten through this. And really using that that positive self-talk to coach yourself through those harder days and giving yourself forever and ever the ability to leave at any time, to say no, to not go to things if they don't feel good, if you don't feel strong enough, if you don't want to bring your grief with you. And the other option is you do go to the things and you bring your grief with you. And you may have tears there if you if you feel comfortable doing that. And that is okay too. It is truly living within your capacity, living within your window of tolerance of what you can handle on any given day, on any given week. That is where you want to live. And over time, your capacity will grow if you do your healing work and you will be able to enjoy a Father's Day brunch without any tears. And you will be able to do and be anything you want to be as long as you are resolute about your healing, continue to work through the things that come up. Okay. So for holidays, you know what to do, anything you need to. 
And if you need to listen to this again and again, just know I'm over here doing anything I need to do. And I'm doing the same exact thing. You are not alone. All right. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so that others can find this resource too. And if you would like to get involved with our organization or donate to our cause, you can visit us at www.stillmama.org. That's S-T-I-L-L-M-A-M-A.org. 